Hello and welcome to 251, Two Pianists, Five Minutes, One Podcast. My name's Simon Whiteside. My name's Nick Tomlin. And today we're going to talk about Jazz at the Philharmonic. And uh, this was a, the title of what became really a series of jazz concerts, tours and recordings, all produced by the promoter Norman Granz between sort of 1944 to actually as late as 1983. Um, there were even concerts under this title. Um, and the series really got its name from the first concert, which was given on Sunday, July the 2nd, 1944, at the Philharmonic Auditorium in Los Angeles. Um, this concert featured people like Illinois Jacket, um, Nat Cole, Les Paul, um, and Grands organised this original concert. Apparently, it, he, he organised the whole thing with $300 of, of borrowed money. Um, but this was really the beginning of what became, um, you know, quite a a long-lasting and, and sort of lucrative series of concerts. Uh, Simon, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he set out with a goal in mind, which was to make jazz, um, uh, if you like, respectable. And he thought there was a big audience out there for jazz musicians who were not being heard because they were, it was very much their club scene. Mm. And they wouldn't be heard by people... Um, of all creeds and colours mm. uh, because of this. So Jazz at the Philharmonic, the idea was to put on concerts as opposed to gigs. But weirdly, in doing that, his main idea of the actual format of the gigs was a jam session. Yeah, it was like a big jam session. Really. So yeah. it was the opposite of a concert. <laughs> in, yeah. It was actually really transplanting a jazz club but into a concert yeah, hall. Yeah. And in fact, Jazz at the Philharmonic, at one point the Philharmonic Hall refused to carry on doing them because they thought the audience was too raucous and <laughs> he recorded them and and uh he released the uh, he got uh on someone on board and released some of them and, and they are if you listen to them they are quite sort of there's not the one of the criticisms that critics had was there's not a lot of music going on here mm. he's got these great players and he's not really mm. letting them do their show themselves off at their best however I think it was more a social experiment for, on his part to try and gain reputation for jazz musicians mm. who he really liked. And um, these people earned a lot of money. He, he, he made a fortune for Ella Fitzgerald, for example. Uh, and there were some people who stuck with him all the time. Flip Phillips played probably the most of them. But um, Lee Young and Lester Young, uh, Lee was his uh, drumming brother. Mm. They, uh, they were involved a lot. And some of the boogie pianists from the early early on, Lee Mead, Lux Lewis, mm -hmm, people like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a really... And Stan Getz got involved. It was a whole bunch of different people. But he, fundamentally, um, the two people who he really ended up being a long-term promoter for was Oscar Peterson and Ella Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm, they were mm -hmm. his two really big, mm -hmm. big names. And Oscar Peterson absolutely adored Norman Grant's. Mm -hmm. And uh, he... He would. This is the really interesting thing that when he put on a concert, he insisted that the audience be racially mixed. Mm -hmm. But not only did he insist that it was on the night that they did their concert, but for the whole week of that. Mm. And he'd actually cancel bookings, wouldn't he? So rather than play to segregated audiences, he would he would cancel shows if they couldn't provide that. Is that is yeah? That, he, that's right. Either he wouldn't book it in the first place. Or yeah, sometimes or, yeah. when promoters would say, "Oh yeah, 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 that's fine," and then when he turned up and said. Oh, really sorry, but actually we couldn't comply with that. He'd say, fine, I'm really sorry, I can't yeah. comply with what you want. I'm not going to play the gig. And mm. 
he'd make sure that they were put up in the best hotels and that if if they were refused entrance because of the colour of their skin, he would um, say, all right, we're all going then, we're, mm. all, we're all going somewhere mm. else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he was... Uh, the, the, I'm, I'm reading a book on Norman Grants at the moment, and it's called uh, The Man Who... Um, used jazz for justice and I think that probably is a great way of summing them mm. up and mm. the jazz at the Philharmonic concerts although probably not the best music in the world really did put um, these many musicians on the map mm. and made them rich so that's our brief overview of jazz at the Philharmonic my name's Simon Whiteside and my name's Nick Tomlin goodbye